previously on Poldark, Ross made a deal with some free traders who were under the scrutiny of the law to help them get their goods in on his port. Demelza didn't really like Ross taking that kind of risk. And then in turn, she decided to go out in the middle of the ocean and try to catch some fish while super pregnant and had the baby. And they now have a healthy son, which is pretty great. Also, Ross and Francis went into business together after George got more shares of Wheel Leisure and a Wheel Grace will be their mine of choice. And speaking of George, uh, Ross beat him up real good, roughed him up. So let's see how all of that shakes out this week on the Lord of Grantham podcast. And we're back. <laughs> Indeed, you sound that. That sounded so belabored coming from you, Dave. What What do you had going on? I don't know if it's what I had going on. It's what I what I watched. Oh, oh, you're talking about Poldark. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's here's a little bit of background for the people uh, watching. Mm-hmm. I I got my my booster shot on Sunday. <clears throat> okay. And it didn't hit me too hard, but I got some real fatigue from it. So, like, I found myself very tired and very lethargic. Mm-hmm. And then we were just talking before we started recording. And one of, I, I think, one of my f- favorite pro wrestlers decided to quit the company he was in, potentially. Mm-hmm. And my, so I'm tired. I'm full of this vaccine and all this. I'm watching all this media that, that's making me sad. And I said, I'm, I got pole dark to look forward to. Yeah. So, and I know you were traveling, right, Corey? Yeah, I, I've been around the world, and I, I I've lost my baby. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I I was in Kansas City for a Broncos game that did not go the Broncos way. So, uh, so you were excited for some pole dark as a reprieve as well? <laughs> well, no, I'm I'm still tired. I was just like, well, let's get this over with. This is some. I mean, I, I enjoy pole dark, but it's like, all right, I, I gotta gotta focus. And then it was just like. Damn. <laughs> no other way to, to react to this episode of uh, Season 2, Episode 5 of, of Poldark. Um, before we get to Poldark, though, one brief piece of Downton news. Yes, what, what is it? Fiona, who is the 8th Countess of Carnarvon, 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 calls Downton Abbey her home. Uh, she appeared on a, an episode of uh, The Morning, I guess, a British show, and... What's she called? So the host asked if she'd seen the new film, and it's better than the last. And she explained that a test audience had seen it, and the reaction was even bigger. I, you know, I, I, I don't bigger. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that. You know, maybe it's, it's uh, better, but I find that you know a little maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, she definitely has some invested interest in seeing its success so i i you know what, what are you really getting out of saying that a test audience saw it and said it was, it was bigger i mean yeah, what, and what is bigger what does that mean they go to france we know they go to france yeah. so it's a bigger scope so she's not lying there no lies as far as i can tell is all i can say coming from lady carnarvon about the new down abbey movie and also like what does bigger mean the first movie was not without its flaws they had a whole subplot about an assassination that had really well maybe there's not much Maybe they're bearing on the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's two assassination attempts in this one. Who knows? 
Maybe three. Maybe there's a th- there's three or four. <laughs> why why stop there? Absolutely. Well, that is pretty much it. It's been a quiet week. Things are kind of quieting down with the holidays coming around the corner. Uh, so why don't we get, just get to this episode, huh? Season two, episode five of Poldark. It starts with there's a post in 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 our Lords of Grantham Lounge about this episode that said season two episode five spoilers mm-hmm. and I think it's been there un untouched for like two weeks yeah by our friend Chris so finally Chris if you're listening here here we go <laughs> this one's for I don't and this is not for you but it's for the Poldark universe the Lord of Grantham yes. greater universe oh we should say before we move on though we had a number of responses come in after our episode last week uh, that we actually ranked among people's top five on their Spotify wrapped. And thank you to all of you who, who shared that with us. We really appreciate that. And uh, true to our promise, we will be selecting someone to receive merchandise. Uh, yeah. And if you haven't, if you didn't hear last week, we, uh, we were giving away some merch to anyone who has us ranked in their Spotify end of the year, Spotify wrapped. Mm-hmm. And if you want in on that, just send us a screenshot. That's all you got to do. Yeah. That's all you got to do. And so we didn't. There's the deadline has yet to pass. So if you've been kicking down, kicking rocks, or kicking the tire down the road, just take a picture, send it to us on the Twitter. I've heard there's a number of people who couldn't find their Spotify wrapped. Into that, I say just, I don't know, open the app, Google it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyways, that's that. Pull dark, baby. Let's go. <laughs> uh, we see two uh, children running alongside a beach. I knew this This was a, a not a good start to this episode. Foreboding. I mean, did you go into this episode with any <clears throat> pretenses, David? Not exactly, but I feel like once the episode started, there's a couple of moments that were like, something's happening, mm-hmm. and I don't like it. Yeah, it definitely felt unusual. And, you know, we get a shot of, uh, you know, Poldark as an adult on the beach. Yes, this is a memory. This is a, a, a memory. Yeah. A little Ross and Francis. So that that really sets the tone for the episode. I, I think we can start with the lowest hanging fruit uh, on this episode because a lot of it's tied to the main thing. But we do get a lot more, you know, of Caroline after last week. She said she was leaving, <laughs> saying goodbye. You were right. Here we are again. I will admit I'm wrong. <laughs> but it, it, it did what Downton Abbey does in season two. It fast forwarded a full year. Is it really a full year? Do they say it's a full year? Yeah, because. The, yeah, they say I left a year ago. Oh wow! And we see that because um, last year, whatever, I, I, you were convinced that she wasn't going to be around for a while. I mean, I guess she wasn't. She was gone for a year. And George <laughs> I mean, was gone for a year true. too. In, in, in TV show timelines, it's been a, it's been a minute. But we see the babies also like got a full head of hair and stuff like that. It's been a it's been a while. Do we see much of the baby? I wasn't actively. There's looking a shot for of Prudy carrying the baby. Oh, that's what that was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. What do you think it was like sticks? I and don't know. Judd is still MIA. Yeah, is Judd missing still. for an entire year? Can someone fill us in on that? <laughs> um. So yeah, Caroline's around, and she's still got this un unwin guy, uh, you know, hanging on. Uh huh. And it looks like though it's high time that they get engaged. Yeah. Sure. That that's why she's in town. Uh, because apparently there's there's news with them, you know. They, they mm-hmm. briefly mentioned that they may be engaged. Uh, the uncle's like, "Oh, is this what we've been waiting for?" And Caroline's kind of hot and cold on it. She's like, "Yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll see." <laughs> I 
I don't want. She goes to see uh, our our pal mm-hmm. Dwight, Doctor Dwight, and he's he's again like helping a woman with uh, like a, a bum knee. Yeah. And the woman's like, Dr. Choke told me to cut it off. <laughs> Again, have we seen much of this Dr. Choke? Because I want to see this. We've seen a fair share of Dr. Choke. Okay, I want to I see him give this advice with a straight face. Yeah, I mean, you may have to lose your leg because it hurts. Great. <laughs> and then Dr. Dwight's like, hey, man, just let it put it on ice and rest for the week. And mm-hmm. then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, cut your foot off. Mm. Right. Great advice. And, yeah, he bumps into Caroline. He's like, haven't been getting any oranges lately. We've been getting some apples. And potatoes. Yeah, where you been? <laughs> and she's just been off living her life. But he's like, look, I got to go. I don't have time for you right now. And she's like, that's the first thing you got to say to me after a year not seeing me? He's like, I got to go. Yeah. I'm sorry if I'm being rude. And we also saw in the scene uh, George checking on Dwight, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I, he tells him I haven't been feeling great. Can you prescribe a pick-me-up? And Dwight's like, well, maybe your problem is just that you're not that interested in mining. Yeah, he's, maybe you're a spiteful man. Is Dwight a psychologist as well? <laughs> How many hats does he wear? And he's a vet. <laughs> Seriously, this guy does it all. Um, but yeah, he doesn't have many words for Caroline. She's still determined. And she's though. not thrilled about it. No. No, because she, I mean, obviously she likes the man. Don't blame her. There's this big party. I mean, I, I think I, I think I do. You do blame. We also her. find out she's she's seventeen. That is, well, we'll get to that in a second. But there's this big party that they're throwing, with the expectation that this unwin. I keep wanting to call him onion, but it's not onion. It's unwin. <laughs> he stinks like an onion. Trevin, Trevenance, uh, he's going to propose to her there, and then they're going to be engaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't happen. Th- no, this loser no. just kind of walks off screen in a huff while Ross is in a hallway just sipping on some wine having a good time yep, he's just saying when are we going to get when is this going to be a thing and she's like oops yeah he's like you know, what, she didn't give him much yeah what, what about my buddy Dwight you, you going to hit him up and she's like I don't know if that's going to happen <laughs> oh yeah, I'm talking. T- I was saying what she said to Unwin in the hall. Oh yeah, yeah. Unwin runs away like crying, like a little wussy boy. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't expect to see much more of this guy. He's barely been a character. He's just been there as a as a fool. Um, yeah, as a member of Parliament, though, he's like as far as his influence in the world, he's pretty high up in this community. Yeah, he's had poop. He also takes him. credit for the um the the free trade mm-hmm. free traders being roughed up because he's like this. Pretty good as your MP, huh? And George is like, you think that's you, bro? You yeah. think that's you? Yeah. How much do you think you're actually doing here? Um, but, anyways, yeah, he's having frustrations with her. He calls her an infuriating woman. And yep. Yeah, you know, Ennis. That's why Ennis is just wedded to his work. That, that's the issue. And multiple people say that. And this episode, it's so dumb. Do you, do. You- <laughs> Do do you think he's he, he's wedded to his work, or people just keep approaching him with random medical inquiries that he's not uh, equipped to answer, but he must attend to because he's only the, the only doctor in the area aside from Doctor Choke? And clearly, Doctor Choke is a quack. You want a second opinion after you talk to Doctor Choke? Yeah. Um, I think he's a. Honestly, I didn't know he felt the way he feels about this girl until this episode. She, man, this is what we were talking about last week when she delivered those oranges. Like he had a gleam in his eye, and you were just like, 
You weren't. You, I thought. I thought he was married to his work. <laughs> He's actually wearing a ring, uh, for medicine. Yeah, and he has like a pill bottle that has a ring on it too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, we can get to it. But uh, they have a conversation, right? In the field of uh, lilacs. Yeah, get, mm-hmm. Is this the riding scene? Oh, describe the riding scene, Dave. Well, it's not an actual riding scene, but they they talk and and they're walking and talking mm-hmm. and she's like, "Do you ride for pleasure?" And he's like. Huh? <laughs> and she's like, "Well, this is where I go riding." And he's like, "Okay." And then they meet in this scene. Yeah. And it's pretty. They're saying yeah, he actually he he tells her that like he's been thinking about her and he can't go a day without thinking about right, her. Right, because she thinks that he wants nothing to do with her. Like you know, you you've moved on. And he's like, "No, I dreaded hearing that you'd get married." Okay, look, I can't necessarily be with you. You're rich. I'm just a doctor, and I'm already married, by the way. Look at the ring on my finger. He holds it up to her face. Have you seen the pill bottle walking about town? That's my wife. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she she's like, I'm sorry, man. I'm in, I'm into you pretty much. You know, they have, they have a good exchange where um, he, he says something along the lines of, like, I've just never had time uh, for a, a woman. I've never really met a woman. And she's like, well... I haven't really met a man yet. Uh, a man. And he's like, I can be that man that you're looking for. And she's like, yeah. by the way, I'm 17. Twice like, I already knew. I already knew. He just starts backing he's up. Like, that work, works for me. <laughs> he puts his hands up. I, I knew you were 17. I wasn't going to do a thing. I'm a doctor. Didn't stop him, though. Getting a smooch. They, they <laughs> He does steal a smooch. And she does, too. And then she says, I'll see you in December. Because they're gonna come lock you up now, Dwight. And then the police come out from behind the trees and they put uh, Dwight in cuffs, and he has to wait till yeah, December to get Hansen out. Chris comes out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what were you doing in the woods talking to the seventeen-year-old girl? <laughs> Dwight, take a seat. <laughs> a doctor appeared this week in Cornwall. Dwight, Ennis, do you consider yourself the town welcome wagon? No. <laughs> oh. um, well, I mean, he's definitely something in town. I, that that kind of threw me. That you know, she's like. 17 it was like wait wait they should have i mean not that it matters because obviously it's a different time before you guys start jumping on us in comments and everything we understand it was a different time it doesn't matter let us have some fun yeah yeah we're just we're just joking let us have here. some fun this week on this episode but there is something funny about the way they just withhold that information the writers withhold that information until like the last beat like even if it was the thing back then the writers know like you know, viewers may not be totally gung ho with this if we say this up front that she's like barely of age, especially if when she first came around she was sixteen. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, it's funny that that's like the last note to leave it on. Wait until I'm eighteen, or maybe maybe it's a. We can just assume that it's like Downton where your season is like maybe she's like twenty and she's in season. Who knows? Perhaps. Let's 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 give it the benefit of the doubt. Oh yeah, yeah. Dwight says. Even though we know we're not right. Yeah, exactly. We we know we're incorrect here, but there's something funny about it. Uh, kudos to Dwight and Caroline. I hope I wish them the best. <laughs> yeah, I think and and an another piece of low hanging fruit is the free traders being busted is still going on. Yeah. And this dude Ted, and it was definitely one of those moments that. They're like, Ted? And I just said, have you met Ted? You know, how I mm-hmm. met your mother is one of those things where I was just like, have we met Ted? No, they keep referring to him. It's like, who the heck is this Ted guy? Um, but he's he's one of their workers, and they think he may be a guy who's uh, snitching, who may be 
No, they think he's he's a free trader. He's put on trial. Oh, this is oh right, 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 right. Sorry, sorry. Wait, well, before we get to that though, we got to, sorry. We were just jumping our, our guns there, but to finish off Dwight, Verity's back in town because mm-hmm. she needs to attend to Aunt Agatha. Uh, because Aunt Agatha's not she's she's showing her age, right? And she does not want that Dwight quack attending uh, to her. So so Verity is there, and soon enough within within a, I mean we we see her arrive. She hugs Francis. He's happy to see her. It's great, you know. He's excited. Finally, it'll mm-hmm. welcome her back in. But uh, yeah, so, so Verity is there, and then it doesn't take long for her to call in Doctor Dwight to check on her, and. Agatha's like, I can't trust this guy. You know, was Dwight tells us what he pre- prescribed her, like ginger and honey and stuff, and and some basic things. But it's like, oh, Agatha, what axe do you have to grind on Dwight? He literally helped save the village of people with, when they had the throat uh, sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, come on now, Agatha. Why do you got I feel like they're always trying to position her as like again, um, you know, the Maggie Smith Dowager type. Even if this was a character that exists in the book way back. It definitely feels like they're trying to play her up that way, but she just seems like a Debbie Downer more than anything. And we'll get to she. She seems like some sort of like hot topic dowager. Like she's always talking about like something. Depressing. She's playing the tarot cards all the time. Yeah. So she's not quippy. Well, she's just sort of old and and some. She's like a, a Shakespearean fool, right. But an old person. And we'll get to the other side of the conversation with her with another character, but just this interaction with Dwight taking care of her is just like, man, why she gotta be so annoying? <laughs> but that's Dwight for this episode, pretty much. Yeah. Now yeah. back to what so we were the, saying yeah, about the, Ted. The free traders are getting busted. Yeah. So Ted gets Ted busted. Ted Creek. <clears throat> yep. He's, and I think his wife is the one who Doctor Doctor Dwight is messing with her knee. Yeah. Early in the episode. Yep. So um, he gets brought to court, and we see that uh, Francis apparently is a magistrate on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Where did that come from, by the way? Has there been any reference to that in the show? I had, I did not realize he had those powers. To, to I think they bought the uh, they bought the actor a wig, mm-hmm. and they're like, "You got to wear it." <laughs> At some point in time, uh, you don't have much, many minutes left. But uh, Dave, as you were saying earlier, there, there's a moment there where like Ted gets arrested, and then Francis is like, "Well, obviously, I got to go to this. Uh, it's Ted." And then we even see Ross like, "You know, Ted, I got to be there." Demel- <laughs> Demel is like, "You're really going down for Ted?" And <laughs> Ross is like, "It's Ted." <laughs> we go way back. He's one of my tenants. That'd be like the equivalent of you and I, Dave, having to go defend like. Our old buddy Andy Valet or something like that. You know, it's Andy. We gotta go. Andy, Andy loyal listener to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we gotta go save him. Um, Andy, who's Andy? Oh, you don't know Andy. Yeah, you don't know. Him. We go way back. <laughs> uh, but, anyways, though, um, Francis is, <laughs> is deciding this guy's fate, whether he's gonna go to jail or serve some time or what. And we see this this other magistrate who's um who's was there for for Ross's, Ross's situation with mm-hmm. uh, Jim Jim Carter. Yep. How could I forget that name? Um and he's like I think we got to do be a serious sentence, you know, with this sentence. And Francis basically talks him down. Yeah. Francis is like let's not make a martyr out of this dude because if if you know, we kill him all these other free traders are going to think that they can fight back and, and act because they know they're they're going to die if they get caught anyway. Right. It, it may be a like, worse situation if we convict this guy. Just think about it. If only we had that kind of thinking today in this day and age. Huh. Yeah, hey. But. This good leadership is, is not very, you know, easy to come by. No. We need the, more Francis the guy's in the like, world. I don't, 
I don't know. I don't know. And and he's like, look, just do it. Mm-hmm. So Ted gets three months in in forced labor, basically. You know, it's not bad. Yeah. No, that's that's pretty light considering what he was facing there. So good for for Ted. Uh, and De, you know Ross and Demelza, they've had three shipments over this year. Right. But the the thing was that arrest was not in their inlet. It was in another one, which. Yeah. As we had learned the last episode, they said they were running out of those to actually do these, you know, transactions. So it's kind of funny that they still risked it on another one where it was not going to be safe, and they got caught. Uh-huh. And it and it took a uh, some informant to tip them off to that happening. So there's real strife and, in the the Poldark household that, you know, Ross is still letting some of these shipments through, and Demel's is like, you gotta catch this informant or something. They're they're, they're you know this could get this could get caught. You don't yeah, so Ross is working on the mine and in Wheel Grace. Yep, and they're they're closing in on being able to blast. Uh huh. And there's like th- three dudes ganging up on this Nick Vegas guy. Right. And and then they're like, "What's going on with him?" He's like, "Oh, they think he's a snitch." <laughs> so that gives uh you know uh Ross uh you know a blank blank check pretty much to go off on this guy. Then <laughs> it doesn't take much. Well, the guy, the guy, in fairness, dishes it back to Ross before Ross. Yeah, that's true. Clocks him with his head. It, it's a weird thing though. Like, isn't Ross employing you or helping to give you gainful employment? Yeah. At what, at what point does a guy like back off because it's his boss? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's. But Ross basically is like, "What's going on here?" And the guy's like, "Oh, these, you know, it's a fight." And he's like, "Why?" And it's like, "Yeah, because he's a he's a snitch." He's like, "Oh, what?" It's Nick Vigas. <laughs> yeah. And then instead of like being like I'm not a snitch, he's like, "Oh yeah, look at you and your your like low class wife. Mm-hmm. Who do you think you are?" And Ross is like, "Oh, you talk about my wife." Boom and headbutts. Him. Yeah, we don't quite find out if he's an informant or not. That's just a rumor, correct? No, but we don't even see. He doesn't even. It's not even addressed that he's like fired. No, it's not. I, it's not even like, oh yeah, Nick got fired for insulting the boss's wife. I like the idea that he may be still working for the crew just because you know. <laughs> that that just happens there when you're working at Will Grace or working with Ross. He just he's he's likely to fight you any given day. He's just a fighter. <laughs> and we do see in the beginning of the episode that Zacky and Henshaw have left Wheel Leisure as mm-hmm. far as like the day to day operations. Yeah, and they don't find it fun anymore. And so so we see like the gang is he- here, mm-hmm. but like you can just say, hey Nick, like screw you, get out of here, go work for for George Charles. Yeah, George. Yeah, not Charles. And no, I guess not. Yeah. And they do mention that, like, well, at least I still got shares in Leo Leisure. Well, not much. Well, at least I still got shares in Wheel Leisure. Yeah, Ross is like, <laughs> I'm not getting rid of all of them. I'll keep, like, three. Yeah. Four. I don't know. He's just hoping they take off. I, I don't know. Um, So that's pretty much that storyline. And honestly, that that's about it that's on the periphery. A lot of it all ties to, together in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, basically. Um, and this party is kind of where a lot of it happens. A lot of the, the, the pieces are in motion. Yeah. Well, we see early on that, um, what is it? Uh, George has uh, you know, been frustrated, and he returns home to uh, Pip Torrance, a.k.a. Carrie Warligan, his, his uncle. Mm-hmm. He's huffing on something. We see, oh yeah, he's huffing. Dude is huffing and puffing up a storm. Uh, didn't take him for a drug user. 
He's like the queen in uh, Bridgerton. Right. That's true. Another uh, drug user. Do you think that's why he lost his hair? Why he's clean bald? Hey, I don't know. We saw him in succession this week with hair. Oh, that's right. That was him. Wow. On succession. Pip Torrance, baby. Um, so George has been, he, he mentions it earlier in this episode, but he's like, I think we should get a bank. Why, why don't we have any presence in banks in Truro? Mm-hmm. And Pip's like, don't worry about that. I, I, I got this hot tip. There's a debt you can buy from, from a debtor. It's pretty expensive, but that person would be at your mercy. And then we go to this party. Yeah, which, by the way, how expensive can it really be? This man carries around a gold gun. Like, all he's got to do is just hawk that thing. <laughs> and he's set. Hey, with the, I just think it's like, a, is this a really a worthwhile investment just to put your thumb over some, you know, like put the pressure down on somebody you don't like? Maybe. And it, t- it takes all of a one interaction for... George to be like, let's get, let's buy this debt. Right. So yeah, there's this party. We we get the the acknowledgement from Demelza like, well, Jeremy's safe in bed. We can both go out on the town together. <laughs> like, acknowledge you know, the kids. As if you don't have Ginny and Prudy there every night anyway. Yeah. And uh, uh, so they're yeah they're at the party, and we do see actually Ross talking to Elizabeth a bit before we get to that main event with George. Interesting scene with Ross. I think following up on what happened a couple episodes ago. Yeah, you know, he's almost kind of interrogating their relationship. You know, earlier on, which which is so funny because mm-hmm. when we've seen them talk about the past, they they reminisce about it. But this time, Ross is kind of saying like, you know, how little did we actually know each other back then? You know, you, you were pretty young when you were first engaged to me. Mm-hmm. Was it legitimate? And and she even throws back at him like, you know. Who's to say I, I didn't fall for for Francis? Yeah, who says I didn't love Francis more? Yeah. And then he's like, "Hamna, hamna, hamna," and she she's like, "Well, what if I told you I fell back for you too?" And he's just like, "Come on, he's like, bro, are you serious? I'm married. I'm a married man." Shows the ring in her face too. I got a kid, and it ain't a pill bottle. Like I'm not married friend. to a pill bottle like that freak Dwight. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, interesting conversation between those two because at the same time, we see Demelza at this table sitting. Captain out. McNeil. Captain McNeil. He's got a stronger mustache than ever. Yeah. It's thick. Yeah, and those two are kind of goofing. That was the episode preview, or did you see like in the the little box when you turned on this episode? It's just a picture of McNeil with his big mustache. I did not see that. That's... I was like, okay, I'm here for that. Um, All right. He's looking for smugglers in the area. And uh, and says something like, um, I think Demelza says, I hope you don't think me to, to to be one. And then he laughs heartily at it. He's like, no. Ha, 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 ha. And He's like, I don't believe you're to be one. Yeah. You're you a smuggler, I hope. <laughs> and it's funny, though, because like this kind of highlights that Ross and Elizabeth are so deep in their conversation, they don't even notice the, the laughter going on over there between the two of them. Um, I mean, I think Ross definitely makes eyes over at them at one point. Yeah. But it's more like, does she hear what's going on over here? Right. Kind of sit thing. But so the conversation with Elizabeth and Ross is enough to send Ross off to go, you know, think to himself. And that's when he sees Unwin passing them all unhappy and stuff. 
but not before he sees George in the door. <laughs> but Dave, have you ever been that guy though at a party to be like, that was that was, I gotta go think about things, just go drink in the corner, <laughs> and then wind up being like a wise man to other people. <laughs> yeah, because um, you guys said no, I have not been that person. <laughs> okay, life of the party over here. But uh, as you were saying though, um, what well, we we was it? I think Francis bumps into. Uh, George first, or no, 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 mm-hmm. no, no. He has, yeah, he has nothing good to say to George, so he doesn't bother with him. But Ross sees George, and uh, George says to him, "I, or was it?" Uh, Ross says to him, "I hope your 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 new mind prospers." And then George says, "I hope I had your confidence." And then Ross says, "You must be envious of that." You know, something something about like you know him being envious of Ross having confidence in his new mind. No, he, he's like, must you even envy that? Like he, yeah. he makes it about like, like you you can't even just like let me have my confidence. You want that too? You want right. everything that I own? And then we just see George like bust into he's like, Uncle Carrie, I need that debt, dude. But he, we need this. He says it in such a condescending way to George, like you know, oh, you got to be envious because he's like, I, I am, I am all that, and you're just envy, you hate it because you ain't it, you know. Mm-hmm. Hate us because ain't the ain't us, ain't us. But I do like at the top of that scene at the party where George walks in and Francis is like, honey, and Ross is like, you see him the last time I saw, I, you know, the last time I saw him, I whooped his ass. <laughs> he was on the floor. <laughs> Like he tells us, I laid him out. Yeah, he doesn't like hold back at all. Like he was on the ground because of me. (laughs) He went to London for almost a year. Yeah, I just kept kicking him and beating him. You stomped a mud hole on him. You should have seen it, Francis. It was great. (laughs) Uh, so anyways, that night after the party, um, Francis goes to join Elizabeth that night, and she's she's welcoming him. She's like, "Yeah, come on, Francis, you got some vigor. Let's go, brother. Let's go to bed." (laughs) Well, pep in that step, Frank. Yeah. Uh, we get another shot of. Uh, oh, by the way, in the middle of this episode, we get a shot of Ross riding his horse by seaside, uh, by the cliff. Looks great. Mm-hmm. Again, no gravestone in sight. We can report this every episode. No gravestones in sight. Poor, poor Jim Carter's blew away in the wind. We don't yeah, know. Maybe where blew he's away buried. in the wind. Maybe it sunk sunk into the mud. I don't. I don't know. Uh, but they yep. they continue to drain and sift uh, through the mine. Because they have like a you know it's a, it's a mechanical machine that's pumping it out. Francis is all in. Mm-hmm. He, he he's really invested. Even like uh, the the other investors is like I, I wasn't sure about this Francis guy at first, but he, man, he really is all yeah, in. Zachy and uh, Henshaw are just like, hey Francis, he's not as much of a dunce as we thought he was. He's actually real interested in this. Yeah. And Ross looks at them and he goes, "This is about mines and miners." <laughs> <laughs> and not like my friend Dr. Dwight Ennis, miners. I mean miners with an E. Exactly. Uh, carrying on, uh, George sets off to see Elizabeth because he's, uh-huh. he's got that promissory note uh, in, in his back pocket, and he he c- communicates to her he doesn't want to feud anymore, and he blames you know he understands that he's blamed for pro- the prosecution of Ross, and. He tells Elizabeth about the promissory note that, you know, he's concerned that Francis in, is in business with a guy, you know, who has significant debt. And this may not be good for her. Just this just so she, so she knows. And all he's mm-hmm. returning for or asking for a return from her is to be her friend again. Yeah, all right. We know what that means. It doesn't seem a little bit overblown, this whole friendship in the first place. I feel like, It's not a friendship. He's he's up. He's, he's trying to get it. Right. 
I feel like we saw them hang out like a couple times. I feel like there wasn't enough time given to their like relationship to say like, you know, why he's so hung up on her. You know, aside from obviously just being yeah, in it. Like, why it. is she the the best person? Like, why isn't George gunning for Caroline Penvenen? Right. Exactly. She, well, she's seventeen, but I mean, she is right there. Uh, given the time and and everything, but yeah, it's, it's strange. But. But so then Francis gets home. And he's like, "Hey, uh, oh no, no, no! Don't skip over the most important part of this episode, or over the second most important uh-huh. part of this episode." Oh, Aunt Agatha! Aunt Agatha walks in the room when George is there about to leave, and she's like, "I remember when you visited one time." And he says, "Was it? Uh, there should be a lot of kill off old her- crones." <laughs> and she she's like, "You were wearing a velvet suit, like some kind of like you, you thought your mom thought you were all fancy, but you look like a little." punk yeah uh and, and she puts up her hand to make him kiss her ring which he's completely mm-hmm. revolted by it's great uh and then he, and then she, she's like you call me old crone yeah but he tells he, the last thing he says to her i hope the next time i i meet you you'll be six feet under which <laughs> where did all this venom come from towards aunt agatha I, I get that she's a debbie downer she's a creepy old woman yeah those two really just hate each other out of nowhere Reminds me of like a wrestling locker room segment where like two stars walk past each other backstage and they just lock eyes and stare <laughs> for no reason. There was no there was no history or anything. It's just we knew if these two met. It's just your your character alignment just matches. So yeah, that you'll fight, you'll beef. Well, hopefully they don't fight because she's so old and fragile. I don't know. She knows the dark arts. I feel like she could whip something up to you know whoop George's ass. Yeah, I mean maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh. So Elizabeth Francis finds out that George is over, and Elizabeth's like, "Look, we got to go easy on this guy. He really has all the power in the world over us, and I really think you we should smooth things over. There's no, there's nothing wrong with having him on our side." And Francis is like, "All right, sure, yeah, I'm on it." <laughs> and he like kind of clicks his heels. He's like, night. "Of course, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. I'll make things just right." And then Francis goes and delivers a, an all timer in this moment. Mm-hmm. Where he just tells George, he's like, hey, uh, don't ever come to my house again. Yeah. And he says, you are no longer the godfather to my son. Right. <laughs> it goes in hard on him. <laughs> like, uh, He says, I- I'm sick of the noxiousness of your acquaintance. He literally says, we are not friends. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I, I don't know if you've ever had to deliver those words in real life, Dave. They are so sweet when they come out to someone you can't stand. This is, I mean, it's like a wrestling locker room. We have, he's like, you talk trash about my aunt. We are no longer friends. I just, you sicko. Look, I, I just get it. You know, I, I hate that whole fake friend <laughs> stuff. And when someone tries to play it off, like, aren't we, aren't we friends and everything? It's like, no, we are not friends. <laughs> you have done X, X, and Y as to prove why we are not done. <laughs> and you keep trying to sleep with my wife. So. And, and Francis even says, we'll even leave if we have to. I don't care. We'll take up somewhere else, bro. Yeah. George is kind of like stunned. He's just like, man. And then is it Carrie is like, let's put him out right now. Yeah. And George is like, no. And then for, and George is like, no, I can't do that to Elizabeth. It's like, George. I got the promissory note. It's okay. It's all okay. Uh, we do get a brief scene of Demelza washing Ross, which is there because 
Ross is shredded <laughs> still. Got to show off yeah, the body. Yeah, we see Ross in the mine who's shredded too. He, he, yeah. He definitely takes that shirt off again. Who was that random miner who was all jacked up in this episode just mining away? They take it like they, the camera hangs on them for an extended second. And it's like, no, that's not Ted. That's just some other miner we want to show you. I'm sure we'll see him again when that sure. character gets arrested for doing something. We're like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to remember Eric remember, or he's whatever. Remember, he's guy. Um, so Francis goes back home. He's watching his wife and child, and he's like, I'll be home to read a story after the after mining. Mm-hmm. Francis, he literally says that he feels like his fortune is changing, I think. Yeah, and then on Agatha's plan with the the tarot cards, he's like, something bad is going to happen. Yep. And, and Francis, we get a blast, and Ross is off dealing. What happened? Who does Ross have? Oh, Ross has to go. There's a letter that Ross finds out about. Yeah, because uh, was it the, about, uh, the newspaper man the or the the postman comes to deliver a note to Demelza, and, and she uh-huh. takes it and then she delivers it to Ross. And I, I took special note of the scene because I don't know if this audio mix is strange, but the horse the horseman the postman who comes to deliver this note he delivers it and she's reading it and then we just hear a li- loud yeah <laughs> and then the guy I mean rides <laughs> off off screen. I, I had captions on and it's like yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell is that? Like Red Dead too. Yeah, like he just ran by the boom mic and just screaming, "Yeah, trick, yeah." Um, strange. Anyways, though, she she delivers the note to to Ross and he's like, "Oh, Pasco wants you." Oh, okay. Uh, strange. And then when we get to that scene, it looks like they do like a blurry effect, like he just you know got hit by like a gas grenade in the video game or something like that. Where Ross is just like, "What is going on? Someone bought my my debt." Hmm. And, uh, yeah, he was dead to someone he yeah. doesn't know yet. Yep. And we see uh, Francis is in the mine, and he finds two clumps of, of ore or stone, and he says, this could be what we're looking oh, for. Oh, wait, we skipped over one other thing, though. Francis does stop to say hello to Demelza. <laughs> well, no, Dwight says hello. That's when he does. Oh. He brings the rock oh, right. over to Demelza. Right. And he's like, Demelza. Check this out. This is... This is check this out, and Demelza's like, they have the, a great conversation. I like that everyone says hello to Demelza. You know, like was the postman stops by. Uh, Dwight says hello on his way to go, go going to see Caroline. Cap- Captain McNeil uh, comes the, by to say the hello. Yeah. <laughs> She's the town welcome wagon. She we found it. She she is it. Okay, <laughs> sure. Um, but Francis and and Demelza have a great conversation where Francis is just like, look, you got to stop trying to live under Ross's rules and just like. Like, just be you. Like, don't worry about the fact that you're an outcast in the society. Did you wonder when him and Demelza got on such good terms? Like, we, we know that, you know, he became good with Ross again last episode. But, you know, we had seen Francis go off on her about, like, how she was the reason why her wife was it. Um, or what, no, I guess, no, he was he was thankful to her because she did save the wife, his wife and kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess they've been on good terms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, they're... they're but Francis is definitely in, he he's like don't sell yourself short Demelza it's a great sequence I'm a big fan yeah they have a shared moment and, and then uh, Francis goes back because mm-hmm. he wants to dig for more and, copper yeah and and we see that he like kind of finds it there's the sort of yeah. copper lines in the mine it's down there and oh, but then, wait, 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 do we say that he he tells Demelza though that like. You know, she she's like worried about Elizabeth or something. You, you know, and he's like, Ross said you're his first love. Don't worry about 
Elizabeth or anything like that. You're, you're mm-hmm. his. And then he's also like, and one more thing. You know that Carmore Copper Company? I messed up. That's my, my bad. That's That one's on me. That one was on me. I, I, like, I, why do you keep saying this? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's got to know. like eight characters. He's got it's not a secret anymore, away. Frank. I, I like how she's like, no, no, stop. I already know. Last night I talked. Don't worry. <laughs> no, it's on me. That was my bad. <laughs> okay, Francis. Okay. And then he's like, one more thing. She's like, you got to get going, Francis. And she, you, know. you got you to gotta go. You got a family. He's like, no, nah, but I'm going back to the mine. <laughs> uh-huh. And, uh... Yeah, he, he's about to discover some more copper. And uh, he slips real quick into, into a hole. The, the, this is one of those... I do think this is good long-term storytelling. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to why. So okay. he is he is struggling in this, this puddle mm-hmm. in between sequences of Ross talking to... Um, you know, talking about his debt, and then yep. everyone sort of realizing Francis is missing, and then Francis Ross going into the mine. I like how they're like, "Where is Francis?" As they look at his um, his like cowboy hat that's on the table, or his, his, hat. his sailor. <laughs> All that was left was that. It reminds me of the episode of The Simpsons where like we can't find Bart, and it's just like his red hat on a cardboard box. <laughs> like we don't know where Bart is. Anyways, and Francis is in this puddle, mm-hmm. and in my impression, he has fallen down like a chute. Or like a cave. Yeah, he just goes, and he's whole gone body like down. ten feet down. Uh huh. But we see he's starting to have visions because he's holding, and he's holding on to like a spike. Yeah, like a nail. And he's having having these these visions of Ross saving him, and flashbacks of children. them being children, and Ross saving him. Yeah. And and this was oh my good, this was masterful uh, television, right? Right there, I was. Absolutely all in on this moment. Uh, sort of masterful. It was gripping, I'll say. Gripping, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's emotionally manipulative. Okay. And then we see that they, it is, it is just that. It is a vision. Mm -hmm. It is not real. Because it looks like Ross is getting there, and they're about to clasp hands to save him. But it was all in his head. It was all an illusion. He's, he's gone. This was tough. It was real tough. I like how, like, you know, afterwards, it's like Ross is like, I always told him to, to learn how to swim. <laughs> it's like, you know, we never knew this information, so it was a little puzzling when, like... We, we No, this is this is that long-term storytelling. When did he go... To- in, like, the first episode of the show when they're in the mine and Wheel Leisure, mm-hmm. Francis falls in the puddle. Oh, that's right. And Ross just stares that at him. That is right. That's a and ring Ross composition. Like, All right. Ross is like, if I let him die, I can get with Elizabeth. That's true. That's true. This time he actually goes to save... Francis, oh man, wow, that is long, good long term story. story That's incredible. But yeah. it, it's like, but then you see the the distance that um, Francis actually fell, and it's like three feet from. <laughs> yeah, the, like, the shallow. All he needed to do was doggy paddle. Like he's not even that. Ross gets him up without even descending. Yeah, uh, it's like Fran, Francis. Definitely one of those moments where I was like. You should have made it like a, more of a fall. Do you think like Francis was wearing like 18 inch high boots or something like that? And then like those fell off <laughs> when he went in the water. He's, he's actually a short man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Real, real gut punch, especially after, you know, he had just saved himself uh, or, you know, had the luck of not getting his brains blown out by himself and then turned into a good mm-hmm. guy all of a sudden. And then, 
You, you think? Dude, we got like three episodes of this, and then he's dead. All those. And this is his funeral. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's crying. George doesn't look to care, but everyone's crying. Ross and uh, Liz are definitely taking it the worst. Yeah. Kudos to him building up those calluses with, uh, you know, doing the 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 <laughs> lawn because it helped him grip onto that that nail for as long as he did. Not good enough. It's a it's a, it's a damn shame, and I think that. Now, do you think he he actually did hear Ross and and Henshaw and Zaki coming in? No, or do you think I, I he think that that's that dramatized point? to really heighten the situation. Oh, and then Ross has to deliver the news to Elizabeth. Oh my God, oh, that's, that's that's tough. Real tough. Good. Very, very. Uh, oof. Now, that was it. Was a tough one. Now the thing I'm wondering is, we had seen Francis go to George to tell him f off. Essentially, <laughs> mm-hmm. does George then now play or lean into the fact that oh, before Francis died, he said we should you know be good, we should be friends again. Do you think he's that dirty of a scoundrel that he'll say that? Um. Well, I mean, I think that George is, he's not going to tell uh, Elizabeth what Francis said, but right. I don't think he's going to, I don't know if he'll lean fully the other way. Into just lying and lie. saying that Francis said we're good. <laughs> I think he's going to go right back on the hunt and try to get Elizabeth. Oh, he won't, yeah, he won't slow down from that, but I, I bet you he can, he'll, he'll lie and cheat and steal to get back in there. But we do know Ross is polyamorous, so I think Ross is going to marry Elizabeth. Oh, Take a, take a multiple <laughs> okay she said she loved him so I, I i just find it funny that just like how few options there are out there for a lot of these people or single people in, in their, their orbits i don't say like well i mean they're most of them aren't single yeah that's true i, I say like maybe dwight should get with with uh, elizabeth abby i'd like to see that i know he's kind of betrayed Dwight, but yeah but caroline matches more with george does she yeah, she does. Yeah, they're, yeah, both, they're both rich. An heiress and heiress and new money. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see where that goes. Was this a good episode, Dave? It wasn't the episode I wanted, but maybe by the end of the season we'll know it was the episode we needed. I don't think it's one we needed. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't think it's one that we needed, especially considering how many seasons of this show? Four or five? Yeah. It's kind of early to be losing them. In the middle of the season, too. It's not like we have like one episode left. There's it's a, shame. a couple left. Francis is such a big character, and now the heart of Bridgeport is gone from the Truro. I mean, I Cornwall. think I think much of Bridgeport would disagree that <laughs> Francis is, is the heart of Bridgeport. Representative this of white us. white guy, Kyle Saller. Yeah, he's not really representative of us. But, man, it is, I had sort of an idea that he wasn't st- sticking around because I had seen his IMDb credits, and it didn't list all of like 50 episodes of Poldark. But, Dave, were you kind of shocked that he was going to be gone from us so soon. Uh, definitely so soon because I had um. I think I like Googled Francis Poldark trying to get pictures of him with the three the pointed hat, and yeah. I was like, Francis Poldark death, and I was like, oh, I wonder if that's refer- referencing the suicide. Oh. And then I was like, no, because you know I definitely fell down that rabbit hole watching The Sopranos a bunch of times. Right. So accidentally finding out people die but that's the, what we get for this but yeah. I will say there's a little silver lining in the fact that Kyle Soler Francis is no longer on the show uh-huh. if we could reach if we could get our Bridgeport brother I feel like the, the man we has don't need to worry sp- about spoilers I don't know I think the guy has a career and a, and a life and a <laughs> probably a family who knows we'll see maybe the Bridgeport connect is, uh, you know it's a, it's a 
strong. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll we'll, we'll reach out. We got to find his rep. rep. We'll, see, we'll see. We've done the unthinkable before, uh, in terms of, <laughs> but not not too far. We haven't done too much, but we've done enough. Anyways, we gotta get to some power rankings for this episode. Yeah, definitely. Who do you got going down, Corey? I got Onion. I, I mean, Unwin. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I got Unwin too. Unwin's at number three. He got rejected. Uh, sucks to be him. Like you know, barely knew him. Hope we don't get to see more of him. The guy really didn't even put in much of an effort to to win over Caroline. So, but I think he might have. But he was just daft. Yeah, he's a dummy. Yeah. Number two, I got Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth. She just lost her husband, and she's uh, you know, on the outs with her with, with George. Ethically, yeah, on the outs with George. Ethically, just told Ross that she loves him. Right. Uh, it's not a good time for Elizabeth. She's just not in power at all. There's a lot of guilt that's going to be hovering around in her heart Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Well, I got Ross at number two. Okay. The man's debt is not in the hands that it should be. Right. And his partner, who a lot of people were like, dude, he's really stepped up, is uh, dead. Yeah. Well, number one... It's obvious who's got to be. It's, Fran- it's Francis. It's not. It's not Francis for me. Actually, it's Ross. I got. It's not Francis. I got Ross number one going down. He, Francis dies. That does. That doesn't necessarily always mean. I mean, we said it last week. Actually, I think <laughs> like when someone dies, like that they're down. But for me, Ross has a bad. He loses his business partner in Francis. Uh, yep. He he's got the promissory note hanging over his head now. Uh, and then he's got Elizabeth trying to play mind games with him. It's not. That's not great. And Melza's talking to Captain McNeil. Right. And he's in the free trade business, which is a dice roll every time he does it. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll tell, t- Ross is definitely not having a great week, no. but Ross leaves with his heart beating. Okay. Francis, number one going down. Well, Dave, who's going up for you? Um, I'm looking at my notes, and I think I wrote it wrong. How can you? Who went up for you? It's one, two, three. Or who's your? How, how do you, no, but I wrote the name wrong. Okay, what's the what's the name you wrote wrong? Explain it. No, to us. you you say what you did right, so I can try to figure out what I meant. Well, I have Dwight at number three. Okay. <laughs> well, he he wins over Caroline's favor. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And yeah, he he steals a kiss, and and they'll they may see each other again soon. It was a good episode for him, you know, falling in love. So that's good for him. Well, Dave. You weren't listening, but who's your number three? I was listening because I, I, I really don't know what I meant. I think I was in such a, a haze between the vaccine. The vaccine's and... got you speaking tongue? No, but it was, <laughs> like I said, I'm lethargic, so I definitely okay. watched this episode, and I was like, I'm emotionally drained, and I'm physically dying. Okay. Briefly. Well, you're a Moderna boy. Um, I'm a Pfizer I'm gonna, boy. I'm going to call an I'm gonna call an Audible <laughs> right now. Yeah. I'll give number three. I'll give number three to Demelza because I think that she's hold. She gets that speech that like you're doing your part. Mm-hmm. You're you you know, don't worry about everybody else. And she's getting the she she's being the voice of reason to Ross, even though he doesn't want it. Okay. And I think this speech from Francis is enough. Well, well who's your number? And well, go ahead. My number two is Doc Doctor Dwight. Okay. I think he things are going. The boys, he's working. Uh-huh. He's married to his work, but he might have to get a divorce for this seventeen year old girl. All right. Who's your number two? I got George. Okay. He's got the promissory note hanging over your, uh, uh, Ross's head. Uh, some competition and Francis is gone. And uh, 
yeah that that, that that's why I have him there all right well who's your number one or who is your number two my number one is George okay I think George has the best week he gets that, that note on a spite level he's just like give me the note and then we see that that you know he's he takes advantage of, advantage of all these situations and I think I think this is a terrible situation but I think George is, is there to take advantage of it okay well at number one I got none other than Francis excuse me you just just think about it just, just give me a second man I know he died but think about the things mm-hmm. he set in motion in this episode he, he, yeah. he let Demelza know that Ross loves her he saved mm-hmm. Ted's life from, from you know potential worse outcomes he saved that man okay uh-huh. let's not forget about Ted uh, he told George off to his face and that's going to stick with yep. George no matter what he does he's haunted mm-hmm. uh, and he hits copper he hits copper he finds the copper like the man is sending things in motion and I think the specter of George or Francis rather will hang over the rest of the season I don't think just because he's dead diminishes what he's done or the influence that he'll have on the rest of the season. Okay. I think it almost empowers him. So to Francis, rest in power, brother. I mean, I don't disagree rest in power, but I do think he dies. He, he did die. That doesn't mean his power is, is instantly diminished. I think he's stronger now in, in death than he was alive. Was he Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah. He's whatever you want to call him. <laughs> he's Yoda. Okay. Sure, <laughs> you can have that. Yeah. So that is it for for this week. I think of of Poldark. One for the books for sure. Won't forget it anytime soon. No, one of the boldest episodes of a, of a TV show. I mean, they definitely call the shot of Francis dying. And I think about like fifteen minutes in, I was like, Fran. He's everything's looking too good for him right yeah, now. Yeah, things are almost set up too well for him. Where it's like, yeah, he's he's there's something that's got to go wrong for this man. Uh-huh. <laughs> if not death, yeah, then something definitely. next to it. Uh, it's just funny how so soon it comes after he dodged that bullet, <laughs> quite literally, just a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's almost like the new lease on life was was for no reason. Yep, hundred percent. But I think that's it. Um, yeah. Dave, have you been able to watch anything else this past week? Yeah, I did. Um, I watched a couple movies this week. Okay. Uh, I watched the after after spending much of the summer obsessing over Fast Five, Six, Seven, Eight, and Nine. Mm-hmm. I watched The Fast and the Furious, the first one. Had you seen it for the first time? Yeah, I'd seen it before. Okay, but first it's time been, in a long time. You know, like I said, I'm going through my physical media, trying to decide what's worth keeping. Obviously, I was going to keep a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. But I just wanted to make sure. I think it's a it, it's a very sweet and charming movie. Yeah, it's a very much a, a to the point, you know, throwback action movie that's nearly a carbon copy of Point Break. But it's you know the characters are, you know, the performances are, are you know committed, so you 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 care about the characters. Mm-hmm. And then I watched uh, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. I've heard a lot about the that Kristen Wiig movie. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that was a movie that uh, blew me away. It it, Is it, it good? wasn't great, but it it took a lot of chances okay. and a lot of them paid off. And you had that on Blu-ray. 
Hulu. No, oh, I was just Hulu. watching. Okay. So I sh- should I check it out, or do you think it would be something I don't like? I don't know if you're going to like it, but I think okay. you'll respect some of the weirdo choices they make. Okay. It's good to, good to know. I'll, I'll keep that one in mind. Kristen Wiig and her her friend, I think, right? Annie Mamula. Yeah, I forget her name. Annie Mamula, I think. But the, 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 the male romantic interest is Fifty Shades of Grey. Jane Dorman. Right, yeah. Like, huh? <laughs> it's, a, it's a strange. That sounds strange. Yeah. <laughs> But, and what about you? What about I, I watched one other thing, but tell me some of the stuff you're watching. Uh, I've had a, a busy few days. Uh, well, I mean, I, I did watch some football. Yeah, I did do watching football. I, I so I went to Kansas City and watched my Denver Broncos lose. And the entire weekend was a lot of Kansas City Chief fans harassing me, calling my Broncos the donkeys. And then you know my team. And then they were right. More or less, yeah. They 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 mm-hmm. didn't get it done. Um, Still a blast though. I was really close. I was like in the seventh row from the from the. I, I really went it all in. I was like, I'm doing this, and uh, yeah, it, it was it was a blast. Kansas City was fun. I don't know if I'll ever go back there, but it was fun. <laughs> uh, oh, you like St- our friend Sting? Yeah, yeah, the pro wrestler Sting, who we saw in Danbury. He said, "Nice town. I don't know if I ever come back here." <laughs> that is literally my reaction. Kansas City, great barbecue, incredible barbecue. Ate brisket and ribs and pork every single day I was there. I don't know if All that's right. compelling enough for me to go back, but it, yeah. I mean, shortest walk from a plane to the taxi curb I've ever experienced at a, at a airport. Literally less than five minutes. I walked off the plane. I was like standing there waiting for a taxi. Crazy. That's good. That's great. Yeah. If you want, it, it's a it's a weekend place to go visit. Go go visit on a weekend. Go see the Kansas City Royals or something. Get out of there. Okay. There you have it. But no, what, you didn't watch anything on the plane? No, the night before, um, I rented a Japanese movie, <laughs> uh, Wheel of Fortune Fantasy, that I've been interested in watching. It's uh, three stories about uh, two people talking where one person knows something that the other person doesn't. And it's all just about how we kind of play versions of ourselves when we talk to people. Uh, okay. Just you know, to try and navigate the conversation and, and, and see how others react and then kind of how you learn something about yourself and how you know you divulge information to others and stuff and okay it's good it's good that's where i'm at i'm watching japanese movies and visiting kansas city the middle of america uh so you're like i want to seem worldly and then you're like let's go to a place that probably doesn't think covid is real yeah they're i think they're 50 percent vaccinated and unmasked and uh yeah you know I, I i was in a gym uh wearing a mask by myself on the elliptical and a man walked in in blue jeans and just stared at me and then left the room, and I was like, "All right, man, you can, you can live." I, He's like, "You donkey." Yeah, I'm the weird one here. You're the one staring at me in jeans, watching me go up and down on this elliptical. That's fine, brother. We all got our Thanks. life choices. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I literally the, la- the, the last thing that I watched on your recommendation, I oh, yeah. kept uh, forgetting, and I was watching a uh, our friend Pip on on Succession, uh-huh. and after that ended, I was like, "Oh, what." I want to throw something? I started watching How to with John Wilson on. Oh, how far did you get? I watched the first two. Okay. And the, the second one is about scaffolding, and I yeah, that was eye opening. It takes a turn, right? <laughs> what an ep- what a what an episode! It's, what an interesting thing! It's entirely original that show. It's hard to describe what it is, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah, definitely in the the. Nathan Fielder, Tim and Eric, Eric Andre camp of like weird, yeah. observational but quirky and good at the same time. It takes some uh, acclimation to to get used to it, but uh, 
He's he's not a great uh, voice. No, no, you I think that's part of the point. The way he talks. <laughs> yeah, it's just hard to get into. But yeah, keep keep going with it. Um, I, I just watched oh, yeah, this so week and short and easy. Oh my gosh, it, it, yeah, it's it's a trip, and that's on HBO. But otherwise, man, this is a long episode. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah, we did. I mean, R.I.P. Francis. Thank you for your service. Yeah, rest in power. And otherwise, you know where to find us: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Send us your Spotify wraps if you don't want to do that, but you want to win some merch. Send us a five star review that Can you just left directly on our... DM it. Some people did that. We yep. respect that as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, share it. Tell your friends. Yeah. I mean, we appreciate you sending it our way. And Send it to the masses. For our Patreon subscribers, we'll be having a bonus episode coming soon. Yeah, next couple. I mean, it's got to be this uh, month, yeah. so it's going to be in the next week or two. So, one hundred percent. Otherwise, we'll catch you next time on the pod.